Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and thanks for listening to the Burke Allen Show on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Our numbers to call if you'd like to be a part of the program, 657-383-0491, 657-383-0491. The health care debate in America continues. If you're listening to the program live today, uh, October the 12th, 2017, a new story even this morning that uh, President Trump is gotten tired of not being able to get anything done with Congress and is proposing an executive action to alter health care in America. We're t- uh, talking to a gentleman that's literally written the book on what's wrong with the health care system in America and how to straighten it out. The book is called Restoring Health to Health Care. It's a simple, uncomplicated plan, and this is the subhead of the book, by the way, a simple, uncomplicated plan that actually deals with the real cause of the health care crisis facing our nation today, so we can end this problem once and for all. Dr. Miles L. Schneider is our guest. You can find him online at milesofhealth.com. So, Dr. Schneider, what if, you know, doctors discovered how to, like you, discovered how to solve this whole thing that's been around for what seemed to be a millennium, and nobody had done it? What would you do about it? It sounds to me like you wrote a book about it. You figured it out. Well, what I believe is that the problems we've had, you're right, for a millennium with healthcare uh, are perceived to be we have premiums too high, co-pays too high, deductibles too high, finding or getting everybody to be able to afford quality healthcare and our government's almost one-sixth, almost one-fifth of a gross domestic product on healthcare. We focus on those issues as being the cause of the problem. While they're concerns, they are not the cause. And until we identify the cause, we're never going to get the problem under control. And I, in my book, I identify the cause and I give solutions on how to resolve the cause. And you essentially say, and and I'm going to boil it down to a nutshell here, that the the reason that uh, Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, is is doomed for failure um, is not as much uh, about anything except that Americans are not healthy enough. Right. I think the, the ultimate cause of the problem is disease. There's too much disease. And if you it's, – it's basic if it's from a business model. It's basic, I guess, business economics. It's about supply and demand. If you could cut down on the disease, you cut down the demand for health care services, you cut down the demand for health care costs. That's essentially what I'm proposing. But I, I have some what I think are unique ways to get America and Americans to cut down on disease because we know – a lot of research I've done from people who are a lot more experienced than me in this field that 70% or more of all serious diseases like heart attacks, strokes, cancer, diabetes can be prevented by early detection and preventative changes in the way we live. Dr. Miles Schneider is our guest today. The book is Restoring Health to Healthcare, and you can find out more about Miles, and that's Miles with a Y, by the way, at Miles of Health. Dot com. Now, Miles, you, you grew up again. May I call you Miles, or do you prefer Dr. Schneider? Yes, no, Miles is fine. Thanks. All right. Miles, you, you grew up uh, around this. You've been doing it your whole life. You're, if I have this right, your dad was doctor, 
mom's dietitian right. and uh, and you're right. a guy that you're you know competitive runner and you eat healthy and so you've been around sort of health and wellness all along um you know the obvious thing that i i would say before we get into the specifics of your plan is look people are gonna get sick that is gonna happen so I'm assuming that your plan factors in for that as well. Oh, yes. There's going to still be disease, but many diseases can be prevented, and also many diseases or conditions can be delayed. Obviously, at some point, the body's going to fall apart. I'm not saying we can never get sick and we live forever, but I think science has proven, the research has shown, that with simple things that uh, I was shocked how the studies show that just three basic things will significantly decrease most of a significant amount of diseases, and that's just eating healthy, getting regular exercise, avoiding tobacco, just those three things. And I can think about two or three more that we can add to that list. So I was pretty – I was actually excited when I – over and over again, I'd see the same studies by the same – say, same statistics by different reputable organizations. Over over Dr. Miles Schneider is our guest. The book is uh, Restoring Health to Healthcare. And, and, and you know, you're right. If, if you, you buy into the premise and, and research bears it out that uh, about three out of four chronic diseases uh, are things like diabetes and cancer and, and heart disease and stroke. And a lot of that can be prevented if we all straighten up and fly right in terms of taking care of our bodies. Um, let, let's get into this. You know, we, we, hear about the healthcare debate over and over again, and it certainly seems very, very complex. You say not so much. So, so in a nutshell, how does it work? What's your idea to restore health to healthcare and, and get the country out of this, uh, this healthcare debate? Well, I can, I can do, I can answer that two ways. I'll get to cut to the chase and sell, tell you what the basic of my plan is, but then tell you how I think it would work, what I think needs to be done right now. Uh, and my plan, the basic part of my plan, and there's several different parts, but is that everybody, in order to get insurance, let's say for next year, you must, it's mandatory, you must have a physical. And it's, it's a, called a wellness exam to determine how well you are or are not. purpose of the exam is not to take away your insurance. There's no problems with pre-existing. You can never lose your insurance or be penalized because you're not well, health, wealthy, or you're not healthy. But by a year from now, you get the same exam. And the result of this year's exam is the doctor or the, I call them wellness doctors eventually, will tell you what, you what our goals are for next year. If you meet your goal a year from your first exam, you will be incentivized financially by the government somewhere between one to $5,000, depending upon your level of health and depending upon if you reach the goals or not. That's ultimately, I'm simplifying it, but that's essentially – the plan and the reason for the mandatory exam again is not to hurt you, and also it means that it gets gets every person in the doctor's office every year, and every study shows prevention and early detection leads to decrease of seventy percent of our diseases. Take away seventy percent for three point two zero seven trillion dollars spent in two thousand fifteen on our health on our healthcare, or three point three four trillion dollars last year. That's a lot of money. We wouldn't have a crisis. I mean, that's not going to work that well that fast, but that's essentially what I'm saying. So if I've got this right, then your thought is, like in the old days, the way our parents and grandparents did it, you go in, you get an annual physical, and and the doctor gives you a, a grade. Maybe let's say it's somewhere on a 1 to 10 scale, and they grade you. And then the following year you go back, and, 
if you uh, are in that that healthy percentile, uh, then then you make some money, and the, the government cuts you a check. And and would you theorize then that the amount of money that the government cuts you for staying healthy is going to be far less than gets spent on on the healthcare system today? Is that sort of the basic premise here? Correct. Yeah, I've got I've done some math. I'm not an economic professor. <laughs> I'm a podiatrist, a foot doctor. I've been in healthcare most of my life, but um, I've done the math. If you took if you want, I'll give you a quick scenario. Take 70% of 3.207 trillion 2015, because that's when I use the statistics, because most of the book was written in 16. Um, 70% of that is $2.245 trillion. If you just 10% of the people in this country were interested in doing this and, and had a positive impact on their health from year one to year two, we could save two point, uh, $224 million. And according wow. to my plan, you get incentivized by the gov- by the government. So 10% of our population over 18 comes to 16,300,000 people. Times, let's say, an average of $3,000 incentives comes out to $48 billion, means we have an excess of $175 or $6 billion that could be used to help people who can't afford health care. We can, we, or we can save money. To me, uh, that's, what the, that's what my math shows me. Dr. Mel Schneider is our guest today. It's brilliant. It's a uh, it's well, a whole you. different way to look at this thing. Well, you're welcome. The, the book, by the way, is called Restoring Health to Healthcare. You can find it uh, Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere, and the website for Dr. Schneider is milesofhealth.com, and that's M Y L E S. Um, can I can, so I, can thing, I ask? If, okay, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, I'm Doctor. Sh- yeah, yeah. I was going to say how it the works. floor is yours. I'm, well, I'm sorry. Um, what I would do right now is I would stabilize the insurance companies the, so that no one's panicking for the next year or two. And I, whatever he's going to do today, I know has to do with the association health plans. I actually think that's a good idea. And then why not do what Francis Bacon said in 1597, that knowledge itself is power. Why don't we take one or two years to get Congress to get the knowledge it needs to empower them to make the right decision? The two things I would do is, one, I call something called the Healthy Living Program Study that's in my book, and it's a one- or two-year program that will cost somewhere between 20 to $40 billion if people participate and incentivize people up to $10,000 to get healthy. Just take a voluntary basis, a million people get a $10,000 check, and there's some other checks, that money levels, that if you're not in this perfect health, you could be in fair health, good health. That's number one. Number two, do things like what President Trump, I believe, is going to sign soon. Some other ideas I thought made sense, health savings accounts, healthy for premiums, uh, what uh, bare bones insurance, catastrophic insurance plans, um, maybe dealing with the pharmaceutical companies, trying to lower costs. Try some of these things that everyone thinks is going to work. So we're working on two levels. One, we're trying to see in a year or two if all the things that the Republicans have talked about, like I just mentioned and a few others I probably did not mention, will lower premiums. Meantime, do my Healthy Living Program study, which is a pilot program for a year or two, see how much money we're going to save by living proactive or preventive. Then in a year or two, we have all the information we need to make the right choice. No guessing, no projections. And after what we know, it's going to be facts. We won't have to guess. Doctor, do you know if a plan like this exists anywhere in the world? Are there any uh, any other countries that are doing something similar to this? 
Uh, I have no idea. I mean, I've done, actually, I came out with, I did this working on another book almost, to God, eight, nine years ago. I had just a brief mention of it in about four pages. It's expanded obviously. But um, I'm not aware of it. I certainly didn't find it anywhere else. I, I'm sure there were plans. I know there are plans, even in our country, there are health insurance plans that incentivize people that they can get lower premiums if they lose weight and, and if they stop smoking, that's around. But I don't know of anywhere okay. where the government actually gives money back for that. I'm not sure. You know, it, it certainly is positioned to people as this huge, complicated thing that is going to be very difficult to get unwound. But, you know, the soup to nuts thing that you've come up with is reasonably simple. Uh, let me ask you one specific question. You mentioned the difference here, and I want to make sure I'm keeping track um, that, that you would incent people up to $5,000 uh, you know, to get healthy or get healthier. And then uh, just a moment ago, you mentioned an even bigger check. And as a financially motivated individual, as most people are, you mentioned a $10,000 check. So what's the difference in the 5000 and the 10000 again? Okay, well, thank All right, the original, I'm sorry for complicating it. The original 5000 is my ultimate plan that would, let's say, be part of a law that would be um, the new health care act, whatever they want to call it. The $10,000 was just, before we do that, if people want to know how the results could be, we would just be able to significantly incentivize people right now for a year or two to get people to start living healthy, to get an idea how much money we would save. Got and it. I realize got it. So it's a it's sliver a of thing. people. It's a pilot study. Uh, right. I got you. This is just got the, uh, got a pilot it. study voluntary between the ages of 45 and 75. And there's a reason why I picked those ages. And what is that? Well, most people start really getting the cost of health care really starts going up after you're 45, and it really goes up much higher. I think it's about 8,500 when you're 45. It's about 15,000 over 65, and it comes to 35,000 over 85. So health care expenses on average per person really jumps from 45 to um, 85. And I felt I stopped it at 75, so we give those people a chance to try to increase their health so we can see the difference in how much money we can save by living healthy. The book is called Restoring Health to Healthcare. Our guest is Dr. Miles Schneider, and uh, he's come up with this pretty uncomplicated plan that actually deals with the, the real cause of the healthcare crisis. That's that we're not all healthy and, and what to do about it. That could uh, essentially end this whole thing, this whole problem of how to pay for healthcare once and for all. Uh, Dr. Schneider, stick around with us. When we come back, I want to get into some specific scenarios that maybe you've run across as a physician uh, in dealing with, with insurance and insurance companies and, and sort of how you see this thing playing out. Miles Schneider is our guest today. The book is Restoring Health to Healthcare. We'll be back right after this on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Over 14 million people witnessed his emotional story of survival and triumph on national television. I've been doing this now for so long, like ever since I was a kid. Millions more voted him their favorite in a landslide win. The winner is... And now, you can be a part of the experience live. Landau Eugene! Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Ain't that a kick in the head? You're America's Got Talent winner. I've got you. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Under my Live, live. Performing class. 
classics from the Great American Songbook and his Columbia Records debut CD, That's Life. That's Life. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr.'s That's Life Tour. The one concert event this year you absolutely can't miss. See Landau, Eugene Murphy Jr. live in concert. For concert dates and more information, visit LandauMurphyJr.com. That's LandauMurphyJr.com. uncomplicated way to unwind this whole mess and he basically says the premise of it the reason it's all going to fall apart is we're all too unhealthy and that's why insurance costs so much and that's why uh, the affordable care act is is doomed to fail the interesting piece is he says uh, the government should incent americans to get healthy write checks to them if they do so so uh, doctor one question that occurred to me during the uh, the commercial break there is if someone has a pre-existing condition, and, and let's just say it, it's Bob, and Bob is 70 years old and he has type 2 diabetes and uh, he's, he's a little overweight and he comes in for his annual physical and, and maybe on a scale of 1 to 10, the, the doctor gives him a 4, um, what does he need to get to to, to make some money? And, and you know, what, are there guidelines that are set up for each physician or do the physician have some leeway in, in figuring out whether or not these uh, these folks get uh, a cash incentive for getting healthy? Well, part of my plan is you have to get a group of physicians that have that become like a panel, and they will set up the parameters of, you know, what the exam actually entails and what our goals will be. But, the, for example, with someone who's diabetes, 70 years old, a little overweight, blood sugar's a little high, um, maybe they don't get enough exercise or sleep. And let's say the person comes in year one, doctor says, okay, listen, by next year, I'd like you to lose 10 or 15 pounds. I mean, assuming he's not terribly overweight. I'd like you to get into an exercise program because we can we can do a stress test. We'll know whether you're more physically fit next year than this year. And we'd like you to try to get a little more sleep, maybe give you more recommendations on how to eat. But the goal would be get your blood sugar down a little more, lose a little weight, and uh, get regular exercise so you have better oxygen capacity and better, better aerobic ability. Year number two comes along, person still has diabetes, but blood sugar's down, lost his 10 or 15 pounds. He has, he's working out three times a week and it's, or more, and it shows on the physical exam, then he, that person would be eligible for the incentives. Having way the incentives are working, he's at four points. That means he's, in my according to my plan, four points would be a little bit in fair health. If he moves up to that, which would get him $1,000, by the way, the next year if he stayed there. If he gets to good health, which would be five to seven point 
four on my scale, seven, uh, 5.1 to 7.5 on my scale, he would get eligible for 3,000. If he could jump five points and get up to 7.5 or above, he can be eligible for 5,000. So it doesn't matter. So it's really about incentivizing people to improve. Right. So it's really about incentivizing them to get better. Yeah, I'm saying it's not about you must be in perfect health and not take any medication. I've known that's not what I'm saying. You have to improve from where you are because we know for diabetes, for example, unfortunately, a lot of expenses because of complications. But you can avoid a lot of those if you can control your sugar and exercise and watch what you eat and your weight. I don't want to be too much of a conspiracy theorist guy on this, but I, I can imagine there would have to be some pushback on this plan. You mentioned medication from from pharmaceutical companies, maybe medical supply companies, who see uh, you know an America uh, that is insured and heavily medicated as as their meal ticket. Maybe I'm wrong about that. And as a physician who has dealt with medical supply companies and pharmaceutical companies for, for your entire career, what say you to that? Do you think you would get a lot of pushback from, from those industries? I'm assuming I would. You know, the truth is I never focused on that, not to be not far-sighted. All I'm trying to do is if we, if we need to solve this problem, because if we don't solve this problem, we're never going to be able to get this money situation with healthcare under control. So I never really focused on that. But I would say that the pharmaceutical companies, people are still going to get sick. Not as many. But maybe, this is just thinking out of the box, maybe the pharmaceutical companies will start gearing some of their, their research, their resources on trying to find better types, what I would call substances or supplements that could be put in the body that can help replenish what we lose as we get older, maybe older. Maybe they could spend more research and products on that. Medical supply product companies, will they'll, I don't think that'll be a problem because there are going to be more preventative issues. There may be more technology to how to exercise better, how to uh, lose weight differently. They can get involved in some products like that. But um, I never really focused on that because my focus is to just get healthcare under control. But I think there'd be probably pushback, but I think they'll just change the direction in which they concentrate their energy and how they can financially uh, still make money. Uh, an example I would give is, you know, who buys 78 records or 33 records anymore? Cassette tapes, uh, those businesses went by the wayside, but we came up with new ideas. We had CDs, and then we have, you know, and DVDs, and now we got the Internet with video music, and some they'll figure it out. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So the industry would shift on, on market demand. Miles Schneider is our guest today. Dr. Schneider wrote a book called Restoring Health to Healthcare, but really it's more of a, a plan to strip away the, the mystique and the mystery of how complicated this thing really is. And he says it's not so complicated. Incent Americans to get healthy. Literally incent them with cash money, uh, and they get them into the doctor for a wellness checkup once a year. You get healthier, you the more healthy you get, the more money you can make. Um, as a guy who's seen patients for, for many, many years, um, if you were to spitball this a little bit, how much of, of, of people that, that come in to see the doctor uh, on an annual basis would you say, uh, you know, it's, it's things that are preventable, things they could get in front of if they only knew how or if they only wanted to? Would you say, you know, one in ten? Would you say five in ten? Would you say eight in ten? Come into oh, I think uh, probably much more than that. I mean, more, I think majority of problems could be prevented. Now, I'm in the field of podiatry, so I specialize in foot care. But 
over the years, I really was involved in, in sports medicine and as a bedazzle of diabetics. And that was an interesting study, study done that was published in 2010 by Thompson Reuters. That's a marketing research marketing firm with expertise worldwide. It's an international company in healthcare. They took uh, 32,000 di- diabetic charts from the ages of 18 to 64 and 43,000 charts of people 85, uh, 65 and up who all had diabetes. And the ones that had at least one visit a year by a podiatrist, which turns out to be a preventive concept, saved for every dollar spent on health care for the younger group, there was 27 to $51 saved that year. For every dollar spent on the older group, because there were people already the disease had advanced, they still saved 9 to $13 per person per year. That's a lot of money. That's just one, one symptom or sign of one unfortunately serious disease I just can't imagine what it would be like if we did that for all diseases. And I know with sports medicine, my the easy part was figure out what the injury is. The hard part is to make sure they don't get re-injured. And I, I essentially became a coach. That's all. That's how I I read books about coaching on the sports that I dealt with because most of the injuries I saw were preventable, almost all of them, except if you get tackled. Outside of that, <laughs> most injuries are overuse. It's uh, it's almost. Too good to be true. It's one of these things where you go, uh, you smack your forehead, and you think, why didn't I think of that? It's all detailed, by the way, in Dr. Schneider's book. Um, it's called Restoring Health to Healthcare. And if you want to dive deep into it, you can learn more at milesofhealth.com, M Y L E S, milesofhealth.com. Uh, you know, we talked in the first segment about, uh, about your dad being a doctor, your mom being a dietitian. Um, wonder what they would think about your idea. <laughs> um, I'm, but I'm sure being a, di- a dietitian and nutritionist, I think they would think it's a good because I think dietitians and nutritionists are always into. They know that if you put in your body good stuff, good things are going to happen to your body. I'm not saying doctors don't, but that's their whole focus. I think the father would say the same thing. I mean. Let's say, let's say, for example, what's the purpose of getting a flu shot is to try to prevent the flu. You get pneumonia. I just got the pneumonia injection after a certain age to prevent pneumonia. We, it's not that doctors and medicine, we don't know that. It's just that, in my opinion, our system is geared towards reacting. We react to a disease. Our system gets into full gear if he's coming sick or he has symptoms of the disease. We don't spend a lot of time and money on being proactive and preventative to begin with. Um, a good example would be someone who comes, let's say someone 60 years old had a heart attack. He's overweight, doesn't exercise, doesn't sleep well, doesn't watch what he eats, and, and has a heart attack. And then what's the first thing they do, whether you need surgery or not, or open-heart surgery? You come back and they get you in cardiac rehab. They tell you how to eat and, and be careful about how you, what you eat, et cetera, and they give you a lot of classes in that. makes perfect sense, and we needed to do that. But what if they... What if it's been going on for 40 years when the man or the woman was 30 or 40 years old? They might not have had that heart attack. And if they did, maybe it wouldn't be so as severe. And if they get one, maybe they'd be 70 or 80 years old instead of 50 or 60. That's the whole point. As we broadcast live today online with the Blog Talk Radio Network, um, just this morning, uh, and this is October the 12th, Thursday, October the 12th, just this morning, uh, it was an announcement from the White House that the president is going to take executive action to provide more alternatives to health insurance. He's going to sign some sort of executive order that, uh, in theory, would help people purchase insurance across state lines, among other changes. And, uh, of course, critics are already jumping on it. 
saying that uh, this is an attempt by the White House to undermine Obamacare. Um, White House, of course, is saying it's actually going to help expand access and lower costs. Uh, I know you're a physician, not a a politician, but, uh, you know, uh, Congress and the White House are going to have a lot to say about all this. Um, Handicap your chances in getting people to pay attention to this. Do you think you got a snowball's chance in hell to get it done, doctor? Well, he's, he, I think he can do it. He's an executive order. I don't, from what I gathered last hearing, hearing someone talk about it last night, that it's nothing that Congress is going to vote on right now. I guess he could just do it. Um, but um, I'll tell you what I think. And, uh, Xander, let, let's say a miracle happened. And a month from now, the Democrats and the Republicans decide to put down, you know, stop fighting, and they come out with the perfect bill, whether it's a modified version of Obamacare, and they add whatever President Trump did. They come out with this perfect health care bill. And 2018, premiums go down, co-pays go down, deductibles go down, and maybe we save $10 billion in health care costs. Everyone would think that's a good thing, and I would too. But I have a question. What would happen in 2019? I know what's going to happen in 2019 because the facts are telling us every year more people getting sicker and sicker at younger and younger ages with serious chronic diseases like heart attacks, or heart disease, cancer, stroke, diabetes, and a condition like obesity. And that costs of 73 to 75% plus of all health care costs around those diseases. So the cost of health care from 2018 with this perfect bill has to go up in 2019. That's my point. No matter what they do, unless you cut down the demand for the service, it's never going to be, it can't be solved. Maybe short-term premiums can go down, but the next year it's got to go back up. There's more people going to be I love it. Uh, I, I, we'll have to leave it right there. We're almost out of time. But I love the idea. I love the concept that you cut right through and come up with a really uncomplicated plan to get us out of this mess. The book, Restoring Health to Healthcare, the author is Dr. Miles Schneider. Find out more at milesofhealth.com. Dr. Schneider, thank you so much for being a part of the program. I'm Burke Allen, live in our studios in Washington, D.C. Now go out and make it a great day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.